Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values. Great to be with you on another glorious week in the state of Texas. And Merry Christmas to you. Wow, Christmas is just a week away. And we're going to talk a little bit about the Christmas issue. We're going to talk about how is the church handling Christmas in such an unusual and maybe, you know, a year that we've all never experienced before. And so we're going to have a great discussion about that. You might be in school today having a Christmas party. I know my daughter is one of the few lucky kids that is with all the things going on in schools today. A lot of the Christmas parties aren't happening. And, you know, we've been protecting that for years, making sure that kids can talk about, celebrate Christmas in public schools. It is a federal holiday. It's not only a religious issue for many of us, and so a lot of good reasons there, but we're going to talk a little bit about highlights from this year and why it's important to make a tax-deductible donation to Texas Values before the end of the year. But the heart of our time together today is going to be with Pastor Danny Forshee. Pastor Danny Forshee is the pastor of Great Hills Baptist Church. He's been the leader there for many years. We've interacted for quite a few years uh, ourselves, he and I together, and with Texas Values. We've hosted events there several times, and Pastor Danny Forshee's one of the many pastors that has been at the Capitol with us, oftentimes standing together with us to defend religious liberty in our state. Pastor Forshee, welcome back to the Texas Values Report. Hey, Jonathan, thank you. Great to be with you, my friend. Absolutely. Well, I want to get into the heart of our discussion because, look, it is Christmas and it's a different, unusual year, but this is one of the most important days, the most important moments to our faith as Christians. And, and it's an important issue, an important thing culturally in America. Yeah. But, you know, in, in light of so many things that have been going on this year and whether or not we're going to have Christmas or we're going to be able to get together or church is going to have some church service, you know, this is something that we really meet and talk about and experience every year, the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And so I want to talk to you a little bit about how the church is handling that, but not skip over the significance of this day. I mean, it's, you know, for Christians, it's extremely important. Yeah, absolutely. And it's one of the the great high water marks on the calendar. Of course, we talk about the birth of Jesus. And then on Easter, we celebrate his resurrection. But yeah, this is, you know, and so many churches will have Christmas Eve services like we do and, and Christmas services. And it is, it is the most wonderful time of the year. And we just love it. We want to celebrate it. And we want to, um, uh, just invite as many people that possibly can to join us online or, or in person. But yeah, Jonathan, it just doesn't get any better than Christmas. And that is just a core uh, celebration for us right. in our church. Well, there's no doubt. And, you know, I, and so let's let's talk a little bit, though, about how the church is handling it this year. There's no question it's a different year for so many. Some churches are still fighting to be open. I mean, thankfully, in Texas, a lot of those conflicts have died down, at least as far as I know. If, if you're having trouble with those, please call our office or send us an email at info at txvalues.org. We want to make sure you know you've got a right, the church has a right to open. Uh, but I know in some other parts of the country, there are court cases that are still going on yeah. and some at the U.S. Supreme Court. And so we've had a little bit more time to adjust to that here in the state of Texas. But tell us what, you know, kind of what's going on at your church and what you're hearing, it, particularly in Texas, on, on how pastors and church leaders are handling such an important time of year. And one of those times of year where you almost sometimes you get more people and you're excited for that. Uh, yeah. But that's something to prepare for. Yes, it is. I mean, a lot of people will come. Uh, they may not come any other time during the year, but they will come Christmas and they will come Easter. And our position on that is we're grateful to God that they would come and we want to receive our guests well. 
you know, it's interesting, Jonathan, we're having this conversation and, and just over the last few days, um, I'm part of a group called Christ Together Greater Austin. And we were on a text, uh, email, a text thread talking about uh, the mayor's recent request that we not meet, uh, you know, for Christmas Eve and Christmas services. Mm -hmm. And so we just talked it through as a group of pastors and, and just with one voice, you know, unequivocally, we said, we are meeting. We're going to meet. Now, Amen. having said that, you know, Jonathan, we, we want to be good neighbors, we want to love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love our neighbors. So we practice social distancing. We wear a mask. Our church is incredibly clean. Not one tracing back to our church can be found for COVID-19. So we feel like we're doing all that we possibly can, but our doors are open Christmas Eve. We're going to have a great service and then Christmas Day because you know, as I think about, and we talk about this as pastors, is, you know, people, how essential the church is. Yeah. People need, to, I got chill bumps as I said that. People need <laughs> to be together. We need to see one another. And, uh, of course, you may elbow each other, not really hug and that sort of thing. But just that camaraderie, that fellowship. No wonder the book of Hebrews says, let us not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. It is so incredibly important for our uh, physical, spiritual well-being, mental well-being. And so, man, we're going to meet, but we're going to be good stewards and, and do the best we can. Well, and look, that's great. I mean, and I, and I think that's about the church getting to decide how they handle this. You know, they yeah. want to take safety precautions, social yeah. distance. You know, a lot of those protocols, uh, many of them, if not all of them, the churches are recognizing and they're implementing. And, and I think, you know, that's the beauty of this, the church getting to decide how they do it and not from a perspective of, oh, let's just throw up our hands. And because the government said this, let's just be concerned and worried. And, and there are a lot of churches that feel that way. And I'm sensitive to that. Like, I get that. I understand that when the government says you can't do something, and if you do, you're going to be punished. That is a very real fear that a lot of people experience. And so now, thankfully, in our state, our governor's been very clear about the churches having the freedom to be open. But if churches want to handle that by having certain safety uh, protocols, or if they decide, you know, we're going to navigate this on our own, it's about them being able to do it based on their terms, right? not on the terms of the government. And so I want to make sure all the pastors know that they have the freedom to be open. That yeah. doesn't mean they shouldn't observe safety protocols and all those things. All that's great. Uh, but it's a matter of how you do it and being able to do it and not saying, you know what, we're just not going to do it at all. There is a pathway there. Uh, but we've seen that in other parts of the country. And you think about the example, the model that the church can be by doing that. Hey, here's how we can get together and be safe. But also recognizing, to your point, how essential the church is. People need the church right now. They need that moment to become together as a family or even if they're just an individual that wants to come and experience that community. Absolutely. Boy, if you miss Christmas, you know, it's something that can really hang with you, right? And so I'm glad that y'all, you're, and some of your colleagues, you're finding a way to do that. Absolutely. It's just that important. And you alluded to this earlier, Jonathan, and I appreciate so much living in Texas for so many reasons. We're grateful to God and we're grateful for Texas values because I know I have an ally in you guys that you will champion the cause of religious freedom, family, morality. And so we appreciate that so much. And, and yes, I mean, you know, 2020 has been so incredibly difficult. And I've got church members now that I'm praying for. They have contracted, uh, you know, COVID, not at Great Hills at our church, but in their normal daily uh, life. And so you know, it gives us the church a great opportunity to minister, to be that voice of hope and encouragement. 
and we're so much, it's so much stronger and better if we can come together. Now, our church has grown exponentially during this time, and it's been through the online. So many people are watching us online, but we still have probably 30, 40% coming uh, in person. Well, I know you've got a great facility there. And so we encourage people, if you're looking for a place to go to church on Christmas, check out Great Hills Baptist Church. And, and you you know, to your point, right, there are a lot of people that are engaging online. And some people are doing that because they're struggling with the virus or maybe other health issues. So they are trying to be sensitive to other people by acknowledging that, or it might be some type of... Um, issue with timing or whatever they're going through. And so, um, and it might be people for the first time that are being reached that way, that um, maybe they haven't gone to church before. And so, or maybe they're not aware that the church is open or whatever the case may be. And so I think there's been a lot of benefit to the way that churches uh, really have addressed these issues, have responded. And I think it's become clear. I think it should be clear. Churches are essential. We're going to be working on that during the legislative session. We're going to be working on making sure it's clear in state law. So when the when a rule comes down like it did, I remember in Austin, it was like a Saturday night and they said churches have to be closed by 2 a.m. That's when the order went into effect on Sunday morning. And I just, you know, look, it, it was, uh, and you know how we are, and I know you share this as well. I mean, religious liberty is the First Amendment of the Constitution. It's right. extremely important right. and so much a part of the identity of our country, but something that that's important to us as Christians here in America. And so, I, but that's why we want to make sure we put that clear in law. The state legislative session happens, starts in January. I know that you've been up there several times with us. We'll look forward to having you by our side again, but you've experienced it. You know that if there is something that people, even pastors, have a concern about when they communicate with the government, that can be effective. Absolutely. And, and just the power of presence, you know, the power of showing up and letting our voice uh, be known and not, a, not intimidated, not frightened, but just exercising our free rights as Americans and as Texans. And yeah, there's power in numbers. There's power in presence and showing up. And uh, we're glad to, you know, to do that, to partner, you know, w- with you guys at Texas Values and uh, yeah, I mean, Jonathan, Christmas Eve, we're going to have a service at five o'clock. I'm so excited. And then the 27th, which is a couple of days after Christmas, we'll have our, our normal uh, Sunday morning worship service at 11 o'clock. And man, we're, we're excited. We're preaching the gospel. We're fellowshipping with one another. And, um, but we're also, again, we're, we're trying to be good neighbors and, and put in practice all those protocols that you mentioned. Well, look, and I appreciate that too. I mean, you know, look, uh, let's just, we got a couple, just a few minutes left with you. Uh, and talk about that time, the, the significance of Christmas. We think, you know, we come up with it, you know, in our minds and we think about, you know, the, the town of Bethlehem and just all the things that go along with it. Uh, what an amazing part of our faith. I mean, you know, the, the, the significance of Christmas, the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ, you know, and, and really the model that, that his life was and, and that this, uh, the Bible is and the impact it's had on our personal lives, but also here in America, you know, it's, um, it can feel really special, right, as an individual to experience the Christmas season, but a chance for people to get just a glimpse, maybe a little glimpse, even for that one day, mm-hmm. of what it's like, and how important in the value of being a Christian. Talk to us just a little bit about that side from the element of faith. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's it's so critical. We're talking about the incarnation, you know, one of the core doctrines of our faith that Almighty God, the Son, came, born as a virgin, born as in the Virgin Mary, and lived his perfect life. And you know, just you know, think about Jonathan when he came. He came in a in a dark world, in a mm-hmm. hard time, 
and a time of oppression and difficulty, and he came as the light. And so when we preach this good news, this gospel, this hope, I mean, Christmas, man, I got chill bumps on me again, man. I guess that's the launching. It's real. You know, he came. The Son of God came, was born of the Virgin Mary. And we celebrate that and his life. And of course, like you mentioned, his amazing life, his substitutionary death, his resurrection. But it all had a beginning. You know, it has a starting point. And so we celebrate that. And, you know, we're this series that we're doing in our church, my pastors and I, we are preaching on the gift of forgiveness. The greatest gift we can receive is the gift for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So we receive God's forgiveness. And then, Jonathan, we extend that forgiveness to others. Um, and so we, we're celebrating that. And it just it's just such a majestic time. It is the like the, this and Easter, man. It's, it's, that's it's Super Bowl, it's man. It's like the song, right? It's the most wonderful time of the year. And that's a little bit more yeah. cultural in some ways. But you know, that is the history of Christmas. That's why we work so much on the Merry Christmas Law. That way students in public schools know they can talk about it. It's a historical event, okay? Yeah. This is what happened. And if you want to talk about what Christmas is, this is where it began, right? Or, or began. And so kind of to borrow from the, the Charlie Brown Christmas, right? Where Charlie Brown's wondering out, what's the meaning of Christmas? And Linus reminds him, Christ, yes. the, the birth of our Savior. That is the meaning and that's where it started. And so, you know, look, I, I really appreciate over the years getting to work together with you and your team and your family. Just it, it's been such a blessing. And so I'm thankful for us as we get towards the end of the year to have another year to look forward to and really to share our faith together and reminded during times like these how important it is to know we've got that religious freedom in our country Absolutely. to boldly and to freely proclaim his name and uh you're the, one of the best that does it and so you know we, we want to be one of the first to wish you not only a happy new year but definitely a merry christmas merry christmas to you jonathan god bless you and texas values you and david and your team you are amazing we're glad to partner with you and merry christmas <laughs> amen well we're gonna let uh pastor Forshee peel off because he's got a christmas message i'm sure he's working on putting together but uh i appreciate him and his team and you know, look, um, as we as an organization get into the new year, uh, you know, or get close to that, we're going to be pointing people to our website, to txvalues.org, to donate. Pastor forshee has been a part of helping us with that success. So God bless you, Pastor Forshee. We'll look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you so much, Jonathan. Well, it's great to have some of his time. You know, uh, pastors, boy, they're, they have so much that is on them right now. And you know, that in their preparation and their ability to, you know, really navigate these times, right? And so it's, you know, I'm not a pastor. I'm not in that space. We do work closely with them. So we have some sense, if you will, for what it's like to go through all those things and, and to navigate some of this space legally. And that's what we're going to continue to do. We're going to continue to be right there along the side with pastors, with churches as they need us you know, look all the way up to Christmas and thereafter, right? I mean, because uh, many of them, you know, are going to be challenged by some of these things. They're going to be challenged by this time of year, it being different. Uh, many of them, you know, it, it may be right up until uh, the last moment that they decide whether or not they're going to have their Christmas services. I mean, I don't know how they're, you know, they're going to navigate things these days, but I know that it's been challenging. And so, um, I, I, you know, that's the least that we can do 
is try to be there beside them. And so, all right, I'm doing my Christmas background now. If you can see that, uh, try to keep it professional or, you know, uh, use my usual one with Pastor Forshee. But um, I remembered that I had a uh, Christmas background um, with my stockings and everything. This is in my home. I might be washed out a little bit. We'll see. But, you know, I enjoy this time of year, but I know that there's also responsibility that I have that my team has during this year, this time of year, when people just may need us and they may give us a call on a moment's notice. And it was really this time uh, four years ago where we were working on a court case to defend a, a um, employee that wanted to have Charlie Brown's Christmas poster after she said she could put up posters, but hers uh, talked about Charlie Brown and how Linus talked about Christ. As I was mentioning, we had to go to court to defend that in public school. We ended up winning. You can find out more at MerryChristmasTexas.com. But um, we continue to provide that as a resource. I mean, we've had kids say that, they, you know, schools say they can't use red and green plates. We've had nativity scenes, not only in public schools, but in other public grounds have been challenged that we've been a part of defending. And so those are just some of the many things that we do. You can go to our website, txvalues.org, and find out more reasons to donate to us by the end of the year. And so I'm looking forward to having and experiencing Christmas with my family and, you know, as they get uh, bigger, you know, the gifts kind of get bigger and maybe there are less of them because, you know, there's only a couple of things that, uh, you know, that'll make it in the budget these days. But I'm looking forward also to being at church with my family during this time of year because it's absolutely special. And, you know, look, I, I'm not alone in being reminded of, you know, some of the, the challenges and the ups and downs that have happened this year and, and how difficult it's been. And so Christmas can definitely not only be a time to celebrate the birth of our Savior, but really celebrate our own health and, and where we are as a community, where we are as a state and a country after a very active, uh, contentious election going into an important legislative session. But we've been a part of defending pro-life values, some tremendous victories, defeating Planned Parenthood, uh, saving thousands of lives, um, pushing back efforts to put anti-Christian policies into our schools through the State Board of Education. We're able to, to defend against that and, and continue to be in communication with people like Danny Forshee and letting them know what their rights are. Just letting them know, as you heard him say, Pastor Forshee say, hey, he can count on us. If he needs to, to make a phone call, he needs to, he's got my cell phone number, he needs to dial us up. Hopefully he won't, but or he won't have to, excuse me, but sometimes they do, and we're here to serve the church, and so the church can then do what it does best, right? And look, churches are essential. If there's anything that we've learned this year, churches are definitely essential, and so those times when they were not able to meet, and some of them are still fighting for that right, it has impacted communities, and so I think this is why, you know, one of the reasons why we're going to be working on this during the legislative session, but so important for us to be reminded of that during this time of year and the value of that. And so, you know, our organization, we now have more uh, new members of our team. We've got someone um, that's going to be leading an entity called the Church Ambassador Network that you're going to hear more about. I'm going to try to see if I can pull this up on my share screen here in just a second. And you can see some of the work that we're doing on that. And that is a new project that we're involved in. And let me grab this real quick. And you can see this is the Church Ambassador Network on our website. We've invested over $100,000 into this project. This is going to have a full-time employee. There's already someone working in this position, Brian English, who is the director, you can see, of our Church Ambassador Network. 
He was a pastor before in Iowa. He worked for a family policy council like ours, moved to Texas after he was working for Senator Cruz, was helping him win his reelection as a U.S. senator. And before that, he worked on this presidential campaign. So he's worked with pastors. He's worked in the uh, family policy space. He's also worked in the political space. So he understands a lot about what we're doing. But it's about building a relationship between God's shep the shepherds of God's church and God's government. This is going to be a big help. We want to get all those thousands of churches connected with us across the state so we can be a resource to them. And then we can also put them in relationship with government. So there's that respect that will be built. And, you know, policies won't be being passed. They'll know how essential the church is. Policies won't be being passed that impact negatively their rights. And so, um, but look, there are some uh, important issues that we're going to take up during the legislative session, whether it's uh, keeping churches essential, defending pro-life legislation, like recognizing that a baby's life begins at a heartbeat, and that's where protection should lie, and um, and it should be very clear on that. And so we're seeing a lot. I mean, we there's going to be a great event here in Austin, but also at the national level, the D.C. March for Life. It's going to have, you're know, going to see Abby Johnson there, our good friend Matthew West, is going to be there. I hear Tim Tebow is going to be there. I mean, it's going to be an all-star lineup there at the March for Life in D.C. We'll be participating in the one here in Austin, hoping to get out to the one in D.C. But, you know, look, as, um, as we get closer to this year ending, I ask you, please consider supporting us financially. We have a matching grant in place. Donations up to 70000 are going to be matched. That could be a nice Christmas gift. Maybe you could give in somebody's honor, right? You decide, you know what, I'm going to, um, I'm going to give in somebody's honor. We'd love for you to do that. Okay. TXValues.org, we're a tax deductible, excuse me, a not 501c3 nonprofit organization. Donations are tax deductible. We, our budget's about 1.5 million. So we still need to raise about $200,000 before the end of the year, but all donations up to 70,000, where's my hand, are going to be matched. And so that could be a great Christmas gift. That could be a great way for you to bless us and say Merry Christmas to us. And uh, look, if you end up giving uh, some of those higher level donations, you might get a Christmas ornament from us from the state capitol. Those ornaments are really nice. Um, we're also offering some other gifts that you can find out about online, our insulated tumbler, a lot of fun stuff that we're doing uh, just so people can be proud of the work that we're doing and what they're helping support. But txvalues.org is the uh, website where you can go and make a on, uh, donation online. You could e even mail something in at 900 Congress Suite L115, Austin, Texas, 78701, or you could call us 512-478-2220 and make a tax-deductible do donation to Texas Values. Uh, we hope you do it soon. Uh, you do have until December 31st, so we can meet the needs of our budget. We brought two new people on this year. Okay, so we, uh, most of our people are full-time employees. We, you have to pay someone a salary to do this work. We've got to be ready 24-7 in order to do what we do. And I think it's one of the best investments that you can make. And so, look, I mean, uh, we're doing an event, actually, next Monday, the 21st. It is a virtual event with Lieutenant Governor. He's going to give a preview of the legislative session. In addition to that, Santa Claus is going to be there, Okay. And uh, virtually, all right? So maybe you can come on and find out if you made the naughty or nice list. And also Kelly Shackelford will talk us about a little bit more about what churches are dealing with this time of year and, and throughout this year, trying to stay open and trying to make sure people know that they're essential. And so that has been something, I'm just checking my time over here on my monitor. That's been something that's, you know, surprising a lot of people. And it's no exaggeration. Okay, earlier this year, 
we were getting calls because there was a church during doing a parking lot service. And I don't know if it was Easter or right around that time. And I mean, how much more distance can you be? You're in your vehicle and the people next to you are probably at least six feet away. But nonetheless, there were police officers circling the parking lot as they were having a parking lot service or some law enforcement officials. What an intimidating environment for the church to have to undergo, you know? And so is that really where, you know, those type of resources need to be uh, focused. And so, but that is some, just a small example, a real case of what churches have been dealing with. We know in some other states, they, they have not, uh, they've been lower on the pole, excuse me, on the, the scale, if you will, of being essential or, or being allowed to be open than some liquor stores. I mean, this is the Supreme Court wrote about this. And so recent case, I think with Colorado, a church there getting a victory. So Kelly Shackelford will be talking a little bit more about that. And what a struggle it's been. We've been working with the attorney general's office on some of these issues and other uh, government officials here in Texas. That, that's what allowed for some clarification in San Antonio after that happened to make it clear that those type of things should not be going on and the church's rights and freedom should be completely respected. And so, uh, and we don't know when those issues are going to happen. And that's why we need you to continue to support us financially. So we're well funded and we're resourced up when those battles come because the donations don't always come the same time that the work you know increases and so during the legislative session our work is going to be heavy that's one of the business busiest times of the year for the past four years we've been a part of helping a pro-life and a religious liberty law get passed at the state session state legislative session that starts in january january 12th of this coming year but we need your support by the end of the year but you know as we close out you know i just want to say uh, from all of us at Texas Values, Merry Christmas to you and your family. Thank you for seeing value in the work we do. Thank you for investing in the work that we do. Thank you for praying for us and being a part of some of the things that we've been doing this year. And tell a friend, share this post, like it, put it up on a group, uh, let more people know about it. And that's how we can protect faith, family, and freedom in Texas. And we'll talk to you next week on the Texas Values Report.